0: It's Sierra, new ambassador for WW, Weight Watchers Reimagined. The new My WW Plus, our most holistic program ever, helps you tackle the many elements that contribute to weight loss with tools to plan meals and get you moving. Join today with a limited time offer at ww.com. Happy New Year!
1: And a happy new season. We really hope it's a happy new season. And in fact, happy birthday, Michael Schumacher as well. How can we forget? It's 3rd <laughs> of January or will almost will be 3rd of January.
0: May 2017 be better than the past three years have been for you, Michael?
1: Yes, he's been a massive inspiration for me. I remember meeting him in Turkey uh, in 2010 during the Grand Prix. And he's also one of the inspirations for me to start my blog. In fact, on 3rd of Jan, this year, my blog finishes six years as well. So thank you again, Michael. Wow, and- <laughs> Kunal, I think we're going <laughs> to clap for you.
0: Guys, this is Kunal's F1 blog.com if you all want to check it out. Thank you very much. <laughs> In fact, I just read about Ross Brown's good words for Michael. So he said that Michael laid the platform for Ferrari and then Mercedes. So, thank you, Michael Schumacher.
1: <laughs> Although, I must say that Ross Braun got snubbed by Nikki Lauda, who said that, you know, Braun left Mercedes and that's when Mercedes started winning.
0: <laughs> it's a little
1: below the belt, but okay.
0: Well, in this week's episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast, Kunal and I share our resolutions for Formula 1. Yes, our New Year resolutions. We found it really hard to limit ourselves to only one, (laughs) but we managed. And also, did Jorge Lorenzo say the smartest thing about MotoGP and Formula One?
1: And we also decode the sauber pascal Verline talks. Uh, We talk about McLaren's journey from being the joke to actually now cracking jokes, which is a good sign. (laughs) And lastly, we speak about a driver we've almost... Never spoken about, Marcus Erickson. But worry not. we spend just about thirty one seconds at the absolute end of this episode, much like <laughs> bringing up the rear of our podcast.
0: the backmarker of the
1: podcast
0: <laughs> but thirty one whole seconds. Wow, he should be honored. <laughs> so yes, this is our first episode of two thousand and seventeen. And Kunal, I'm going to remind you, this is going to be my second full season on the Inside Line F1 podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, unlike a few Formula 1 drivers, your contract seems to be in place for this season.
0: (laughs) Thank God for that. (laughs) And I'm not about to retire at the end of it, so don't worry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I can't go about finding a co-host every third season of mine, but anyway, in the new year, If you were the power that runs Formula 1, what would be your one resolution for the sport?
0: (laughs) Well, obviously Kunal, I would give Kimi Raikkonen the fastest car, always. (laughs) 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 And honestly, I think Formula 1 should do whatever it takes to get their best drivers to compete. And yes, that is my resolution. Right now, it's more of an engineering championship. Oops. Kunal, you remember how much fun we had in the last few laps in Abu Dhabi when Lewis Hamilton drove really slow and bunched up the grid and he forced drivers to race.
1: Yeah, the word forced the drivers to race (laughs) shouldn't actually be used in Formula 1. I mean, we're all about racing cars. But anyway, so my resolution for Formula 1 would be that they should sit down and work on a formula that allows cars to overtake without DRS. So, let's say no to artificial overtaking.
0: (laughs) What you're saying is basically they should clone Max Verstappen 21 more times.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And frankly, I could add a lot more resolutions, but I think we should begin this new season on a positive note.
0: Yes, and so, excitingly enough, it's that time when Mercedes said that they'd announce Nico Rosberg's replacement. So, they'd said 3rd Jan or later. So, maybe this week, I'm But honestly, Kunal, this is the sport's worst-kept secret. That it's going to be Valtteri Bottas.
1: Oops, did you just (laughs) spill the beans?
0: If our listeners haven't heard already, I really don't know what they've been doing. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe drunk the entire Christmas, New Year break. (laughs) But yes, we've seen so many hints already. So it seems that Bottas reportedly visited the Mercedes factory for a seat fit. And um, Philippe Massa, so we know that he is retired, right? But he was actually seen working out on the last day of 2016. <laughs> Kural, that is not what a retired man does. <laughs> and yes, finally, we have confirmed rumors that Werlein is on his way to Sauber. So there's been no official statement yet.
1: Yes, but I like the word confirmed rumors. And somehow these things, or these interesting things, happen only in Formula One. <laughs> but pieces are... Are falling in place for 2017 they're falling in place slowly but steadily and my only question is does pastor Maldonado still have a chance to come back to Formula One?
0: <laughs> we all wish don't we or not. <laughs> As for Walleye to Sauber I'm guessing it would have made more sense for Sauber to ask for Mercedes engines instead of the Mercedes junior driver <laughs> That would have probably been quicker in every possible way.
1: (laughs) No wonder Sauber's facing so many business challenges. They've probably not made the correct business decision in this case. (laughs) And talking of quicker, Renault claims that it'll adopt a more aggressive approach towards its engine in 2017. And by aggressive, I really hope that they mean quicker.
0: I think they just mean that they have their Hulk mode on.
1: (laughs) Frankly, I don't care what mode is on or off, so long as Max Verstappen gets a competitive engine. (laughs) And here's the strange thing about PR in Formula 1. So, Renault's positive-sounding press release then ends up saying that they will match Mercedes on power only in 2018. And as a fan, I suddenly wonder, what's so positive about Renault in that press release? And... uh, Max Verstappen's teammate, Daniel Ricciardo, he's also said something really interesting. And, of course, he is generally very positive. He said, uh, you know, Sebastian Vettel is his own worst enemy. And uh, for a second, I almost thought he'd say that Ferrari is Sebastian Vettel's worst enemy, given how things are shaping for him right now. (laughs)
0: Lewis Hamilton, I have to wonder if he'd be upset about Serena Williams' engagement. You know, like just a few months ago, she was his guest at a race and there were all these rumors flying. In fact, Venus had gone down to see another one of his races.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And we actually thought if that was meet the family opportunity for Hamilton and Williams, but...
0: Maybe it was and she just didn't like him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe Hamilton could consider being engaged to Serena if she was Serena Mercedes and not Serena Williams.
0: (laughs) That's a very evolved joke, Kunal, (laughs) but hilarious.
1: (laughs) Thank you. And by the way, a very cool shot of Lewis Hamilton atop his jet on Instagram. You guys should go check it out.
0: Also very cool of McLaren to finally reveal their humorous side. So on the Day of Innocent Saints, basically April Fool's Day in Spain... They said that given Alonso's love for Le Mans, they would enter one of their McLaren cars in competition for their double world champion's pleasure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so technically, McLaren went from being the joke to cracking a joke.
0: <laughs> I'm a bit disappointed though. I wish it wasn't a joke. <laughs> that would be fun.
1: <laughs> so McLaren's uh, new signee and also marketing genius in Formula 1, Zach Brown, he said that Formula 1 should treat each one of their races as a Super Bowl. And I think that's a brilliant idea. That's great packaging. And I just wish, like we said, resolutions for Formula 1, I just wish that they focus on getting the product right.
0: In fact, I also think Brown's been listening to our podcast regularly. (laughs) He's agreed with us when he said that Formula 1 needs to strengthen its ecosystem. The teams, the racetracks and even the fans should find the sport more affordable.
1: And talking of affordability, Autosports latest report, you know, adds meat to Brown's claim. In 2016, Red Bull Racing and Williams are the only or rather were the only teams to have registered a profit. I think it was five million pounds profit each. And in fact, here's the magic trick. So Red Bull Energy Drinks underwrote Red Bull Racing's 55 million pound loss to arrive at this profit or some number to that effect. But what's even more heartening to know is that almost every team on the grid broke even.
0: I'm wondering how Williams made that kind of a profit. <laughs> but anyway.
1: Well, it's good fact to know these numbers, but let's look at it this way. So the teams in total spend about 2.5 billion dollars or pounds or euros, whatever the denomination may be, but only to break even. They barely break into a profit. So, the best case study for business schools to learn about high risk and literally no reward. And, you know, like I've said this before, all these billions are spent on some technology that fans barely care about.
0: <laughs> that is interesting. But with Liberty Media coming in, there's probably a bit of change that's also going to come to the sport. So, we know that the new owners are keen to offer teams an option to buy into the sport. Uh, With a lot of caveats, of course, but that is interesting. And that will mean that valuations will change if a team does become a shareholder of Formula 1. I think the sport has some exciting times ahead, Kunal. (laughs) And we're going to be there to cover it all. (laughs) Yeah,
1: imagine profiting from Formula 1's profit. Something that the teams have never experienced in the past. Anyway, moving on. uh, Interesting to note that Alexander Wirtz, who I think was a former or is still the president of the GPDA, says that he wants a safer Formula 1 to go racing at 450 kilometers per hour. And to think of it, I doubt if it's the speed that fans are really complaining about at the moment. And this is classic Formula 1, by the way. So they're trying to fix problems that do not exist. Maybe yet another case study, you know.
0: In fact, Kunal, I'd say that the speed is just a number at this point, you know, given how fast the cars anyway go.
1: Yeah, much like 866 are the number of overtakes this season. And I don't know how many of these were without DRS, you know, <laughs> genuine, good quality overtaking.
0: Kunal, it's funny you mentioned that number because Ferrari's new car, they've codenamed it 668, you know, which is <laughs> <laughs> which is a mirror of 866. And I'm just wondering if there was some thinking going on, you know, that, hey, next year we want our car to make a whole lot of overtakes and all of that.
1: (laughs) That's one whacked-out angle that you picked up, but thank you. This is why we've renewed your contract, Miss Mehta. Thank
0: you, thank you, I'm bowing. (laughs) But Ferrari's PR, honestly, can be another case study. There's already some cryptic talk about the 2017 season and how they're exploring a new livery without the traditional white band and, you know, some new engine technology to turn the page on 2016. <laughs> now, only if they would raise the talk, <laughs> we'd be really happy.
1: So, one person who is talking the talk at this moment is Toto Wolff. And I honestly think he talks a little too much. That's another problem that Formula 1 should try and fix. <laughs> but Toto Wolff believes that Ferrari can get back to their competitive ways in 2017. I mean, oh my God, please give us a break.
0: <laughs> another guy who talks too much in the paddock, Christian Horner. <laughs> so, he said that Mercedes' domination is hurting Formula 1. And that's as if Red Bull Racing's domination didn't hurt Formula One. And, you know, at least Mercedes let their drivers race.
1: Christian, yeah, that's true, Christian. We hope you're listening. We know you're listening, rather. We know you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) But the one person who the world of motorsport should listen to is former MotoGP world champion Jorge Lorenzo, who, by the way, tested Mercedes' F1 car and said it was a little easy to drive. So he has said that MotoGP and Formula 1 can learn from each other. He said that Formula 1 needs to learn from MotoGP on track, while MotoGP needs to learn from Formula 1 off track. And that's such a brilliant statement.
0: That really sums up a lot of what we've been talking about. And he's also labelled MotoGP as the greatest motorsport show on earth. Kunal, can you disagree?
1: No way. (laughs) You know, you tune into a MotoGP race and you almost never know who's going to win because there are so many drivers and teams that can win. When will that ever happen in Formula 1? The billion dollar question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So yes, this part of our uh, podcast is dedicated to Marcus Ericsson. Hi there, Marcus.
1: (laughs) Hello. Do not not confuse him with the Marshall Ericsson of How I Met Your Mother fame, guys. (laughs) Marcus drives for Sauber. He's been driving in Formula One for at least three seasons now, if I can remember.
0: (laughs) So anyway, Marcus Ericsson and his fans, they've been complaining that we never speak about him on our podcast. So, you know, here's a little bit about him he has attributed a stronger mental side to his better performances in 2016.
1: Well, it's always good to work on your mind, Marcus, (laughs) because he can't really work over his matter in Sauber. There's nothing that he can do to make his car go quicker. Okay, And uh, to be honest, I'm sure landing up at a race every fortnight, knowing that you're going to be struggling to even break into the points, needs a lot of mental strength. So hang in there, Marcus. Hopefully... Your first point will come sooner or later. Has he scored his first point? I don't, I don't even know.
0: <laughs> and, and hopefully his next mention on our podcast will also come soon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and lastly, the 2017 Bahrain Grand Prix tickets are up for sale. But my big question is, who is buying? <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. This was our first episode of 2017. And I think we have at least a 40 more to look forward to this season Stay tuned. Me, 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 but also you. The pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat>